Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area and beyond. Find us online at insightfolios.com. On today's show, Halloween edition of the program, we're talking about what we can learn from our trick-or-treat buckets, what they can teach us about financial planning and retirement. And since we're on the topic of Halloween, we'll also talk about kids and retirement planning, how they fit into the mix as you prepare for your financial future. That and much more on the agenda today. Kevin, it is great to be with you, my friend. How are you this week? I'm doing good, Walter. You know, we both talked before the show here about us both falling in rivers and lakes. So I think <laughs> we we're doing, did. I think we're doing pretty good, aren't we? <laughs> Kev, Kevin sent me a text cracking a joke about falling in the pool, and I said, "Well, I didn't fall in the pool, but I did fall into a lake this weekend." And then, uh, luckily, I found out I wasn't the only one. Kevin fell into a river, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we both got waterlogged, so that we're even this time. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. no injuries occurred in the falling; just uh, just bruised egos and wet feet. It sounds what, like. What, wet body for me wet so. body yeah you kind of you tipped over I, I just landed in my in, in a cold lake with my feet and my hiking boots but you you kind of tipped over a little bit on yours didn't you i, I did and my waders filled up so that's never a good when that happens. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh so here's a question do, do the waders have like a for when that occurs do waders have like some sort of plug at the bottom you can you know pull, pull no. out and then drain the suit or you got to kind of basically just tip you yourself take, back over <laughs> you, you you take them off and you turn them upside down and, and put them uh, back on yeah i look like uh, something because i had uh, no shirt on i was drying everything right off and, right yeah, yeah, yeah. E- either that or hang you upside down and, and let you drain out that way yeah, one, one I, yeah I, that would work probably also. <laughs> that's good stuff well uh let's hop into our show this week are, are you you're not a big halloween guy are you kevin i think we've talked about this in previous years well yeah we do we we buy our we have a local school here in Pink County called St. Uh, Michael's and they send the kids to all the businesses in town so we love to pass out the uh, uh, candy to the oh, kids oh nice and, okay yeah, that's we cool we get some neighborhood kids too to come down that's always fun yeah and my mom and dad's anniversary was on Halloween so yeah it's always well, that's it's, pretty cool it's yeah. always a good um a good memory for me nice. I don't know when I was a kid in, in Pink County here we'd always come to town and boy you know we, we, pillowcases you know we just make a haul there so i don't know if the kids quite do that today but uh this year i went all out and got the big size candy bars for the kids so i'm looking nice forward to that. oh yeah. you'll be the popular house for sure yeah, with I the big so. with the big yeah. with the big bars yeah. do, you, do you decorate the house and and go go crazy that way lynette does you okay know, nice. that, she's i woke up this morning and i seen a polar bear out in the yard polar bear i, I think right. she's getting ready for a for a winter a little quicker than i'd like to That's but yeah funny. we have the halloween decorations pumpkins yep that's cool. Uh, Connie got a dinosaur this year, so I, I'm not a big Halloween guy. I just I could I could totally bypass the holiday with without a second thought. Um, just just not into it. But Connie loves it. She loves decorating and all that stuff. So she got a big dinosaur that you know like an inflatable dinosaur. His eyes glow and all that. But he's holding a he's holding a pail of you know a trick or treat pail or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, but unfortunately, he's now he died a couple of days before <laughs> Halloween. He didn't make it all the way to the holiday. So the motor that blows him up, I guess, blew up. So he actually looks scarier now. He's a crumpled 
crumpled, non-inflated mass of a dinosaur laying dead in the front yard, but his eyes keep glowing into the ground. Uh, so like he's still getting electricity. His motor just died, but now it's like his blinking eyes just are illuminating the ground. It actually looks kind of creepier than it's when he's a inflated. little spookier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that should fit the occasion. Yeah, I was like, I just leave him like that. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you if you buy some of these cheap uh, decorations a little too soon, they may not make it to the actual holidays. So <laughs> perhaps lesson learned there. Uh, in any event, well, let's talk about Halloween candy and what it can teach us about retirement. We might have to make some stretches here, but I think it'll be fun. Kevin. Uh, speaking of which, you mentioned the big uh, the big sack you used to lug up and down the street back in the day. Did you have a favorite Halloween candy? I didn't. It's still my uh, probably one of my favorite ones. I always liked Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth, really? Yeah, okay. I like the I like the caramel and the nuts uh-huh. and the chocolate. I just you know I'll t- to this day if I walk into a gas station or a store, I'll hear in a corner something going Kevin. And that's the baby who's speaking to me. <laughs> Just whispering from the yes. corner of the store. That's great. Yes. So I know. Stay away. Stay away from that baby Ruth. I'm never so. a big baby Ruth fan. I, I, I've never liked nuts in my candy. And, no? Yeah, no. I just never try to avoid that mostly. I don't know why. I, I was always a fan of the special dark chocolate. And no other kids liked dark chocolate. So I had a whale, and I didn't like any other candy really. So I made out like a bandit back in the uh, back in the kid years because I would just trade every piece of candy I had for everyone else's dark chocolate. So I would just have stacks and stacks of dark chocolate Hershey's at the end of the night. Well, if you, you'd have known me back then, you could have had it for free because I don't like it either. But that so. happened a lot. Other people would just throw it at me and be yeah. like, here, you take it. And I didn't want the other stuff, so I was giving away the other stuff for free. So it was great, great for trading, and uh, it worked out well. Well, let's talk about Skittles. We'll start there. Probably my least favorite thing. I hate the smell of Skittles. I hate the look of Skittles. Just not a Skittles fan. I'm, I'm going to be a real like uh, real Debbie Downer, I think, on today's show when it comes to candy because if it's not special dark chocolate, I'm not that interested. Um, but it seems like Skittles are at least a great example of, let's call it flavor diversification. Okay, Kevin? All sorts of different colors, flavors that range from strawberry to lime to grape. Who would want all those flavors at once in their mouth? I do not know. Uh, but contrary to co- uh, popular belief, Skittles don't actually come in different flavors, even if they mentally make us think that way. They technically all have the exact same flavor profile. They just try to fool you by having different colors for a different, uh, you know, a different aroma. It kind of tricks your brain into thinking that the flavor is different. So I'm curious, as we relate this to the investment world, can you also get tricked into thinking you're more diversified than you really are in your finances? And, and what might cause that to happen? What, what's the Skittles comparison in the financial world? Wow, that was a uh, good question there, Walter. So we t- we, t- we like turned that into a good one, huh? It, yeah. No, did, did you know that they weren't different flavors? I did not. So, I did yeah. not. So, But I don't, I'm, I'm not a fan of Skittles either, so I, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, when you look at all the different colors, you're thinking, well, I'm getting all these different flavors and I can give you the perfect example how this is going to correlate. Well, we had somebody come in and they brought their they brought their statement from their 401k and a couple other statements. But they had, you know, I said, well, what is it you want me to look at? They says, well, you know, I would just want to make sure I'm on track. And I said, what are you trying to do? Well, we're trying, you know, we're going to get ready for income in the next five years. We're trying to grow it to that point. And I looked at, they had 12 different mutual funds and I looked at them and they were all growth mutual funds. So because there were 12, he thought he had diversification. He says, I'm really diversified because I have 12 different funds. I'm like, but they all own the same companies. 
So if you go to Yahoo Finance, for example, and you type in the symbol, um, and that's what I did in front uh, did for him, and we just pulled them up. The top ten companies it will give you in almost every single mutual fund own the same companies, different percentages. Maybe company A own five percent of Citigroup, and company B own four percent, so on and so forth. But they all own the same company. So there's a really diversification in there? No, I, it's it's sort of like the Skittles. Your mind is tricked into thinking there's diversification because you own all these different funds in this particular instance. But in reality, you're owning the same companies over and over and over and just in 12 different accounts is all. So diversification is key. We all know that. So in the market, you know, we have these market uh, disruptions you know, if we have a good balance of maybe stocks and bonds and today money market funds and dividend accounts, they all go in different directions. So it helps smooth out that uh, roller coaster ride uh, in most cases, not all cases, but in most cases it's going to help smooth that those um that roller coaster ride out. Now, when you look at pies and charts, Walter, they're typically different colors, right? Like well, the Skittles? I, I tend to eat pies, uh, not so much on the charts part, but uh, no, yeah, yeah, different different colors, all spread out, different varieties. Yeah, yeah. a pie chart is my favorite chart, probably. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking at your chart and it's primarily all one color, that's one giveaway that hey, maybe you're not diversified as you hmm. think you are. So you want you're going to want different asset uh, classes that are not correlated to one one or another as much as you can. So when one thing's up and down, you know, your whole portfolio is not swinging wildly, wildly like that. Yeah, that's a great point. I see why that would be the Skittles of the financial world. You think you're diversified, but you're not really. And uh, they may look like it. They may come packaged differently, colored differently. But in the end, you're kind of just getting the same mix of stocks and all those different uh, mutual funds. So same flavor. Yep. Really helpful to get that perspective. I bet that's a lot of people, just like a lot of people probably didn't realize Skittles don't have different flavors. A lot of people don't realize they're not as diversified as they think. So great comparison there. By the way, if you have any questions for Kevin as we go through the show today or would like to talk about your financial plan in a one-on-one scenario where Kevin can really take a look and analyze your situation and give you more specific and customized advice, uh, pick up the phone, give him a call, see if you'd be a good fit to work with one another. You can have a complimentary review or even just ask a few questions over the phone to start. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-PLAN. How about Almond Joy or or Mounds? Despite their different names and different color packaging, these two candy bars are actually exactly the same, uh, with one small exception. One has an almond on top and the other one doesn't because sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't, I suppose. Um, But is the presence of one solitary nut really enough to justify a completely different brand? That's sort of the question here. So maybe our financial connection is that sometimes in the financial world, people might try to dress up an old or outdated idea with a new shiny feature. In other words, they've just added a nut on top. What might be some of the things to look out for that are just recycled ideas, Kevin, with maybe an added nut to make them seem new to us? Oh, that's a good question. So I'm I'm assuming that people are going to be seeing him throughout the day. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you sometimes don't. you feel like a nut. No, yeah, yeah, there you go. But um, <laughs> but I think a lot of the recycled ideas out there. You know, we have annuities, and they've been around for a long, long time. You know, there's basically four different types of annuities, but some of the annuities, you know, are you know have income riders, have long term care riders. And those seem to be recycled from time to time where they dress it up a little bit, make it look a little bit better. 
but when you look at it in the bottom line, it's it, they're they're pretty much the same. It's the same thing with um, some four hundred one ks. You know, you're going to have basically four different diversification or asset classes in there and we'll see as the like um some of the local companies here you know they've taken away a lot of your options because they think well this lifestyle fund this 2035 fund is going to fill the need and that's kind of recycled the idea of diversification and and you know you own these different funds we can get you diversified well they're saying they can do it within one lifestyle fund so and i'm thinking you're looking at those you just have to be careful you know, does it really make sense? Is it working in your benefit? Is it is it accomplishing your goals? So sometimes you have to go outside that world. You know, we call it the investments worlds. And sometimes you have to go outside that investment world and look at other investments that may fill that need just a little bit better. So if you're hearing one product is going to fix, you know, everything that you have going on, that's probably a telltale sign. It's not going to. So beware. And the other recycled idea is just the assumption. We're going to assume based on how you feel about risk, that you're going to feel that way for the rest of your life. It's, it's not going to happen. Things are going to change. So there's lots of things out there that come to mind, and those are three of them, Walter. That's great, and a really good comparison there between the almond joy and the mounds of the financial world and good things to be concerned with. Again, if you've got questions for Kevin as we talk about, yeah, candy, but also some really important financial and retirement planning stuff, give him a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. All right, last one, Kevin. Are you a candy corn fan? No. No. Okay. That was pretty quick, wasn't it? That was quick. So what's the financial equivalent of candy corn? Something that's been, you know, seems to be everywhere, but it's just never a good idea. No one seems to like it after they've tried it, but yet it still exists. It's still out there, still hanging around. I have a cousin. I'll give you you an idea. He is 21, maybe 22, and his buddy is a life insurance salesman, and they're, they're both from Ohio. So he came up to visit. You know, we talk every now and then, and he says, you know, I got this great investment. I'm like, well, what is it? He goes, it's life insurance. And I said, what do you mean you got a great investment? He goes, well, I'm putting X amount of dollars in this life insurance, and I'm going to you know, I'm going to use it as a retirement fund. And I thought, you know, I've heard that story for 30-some years since I've been in here. And when you look at it, it does build cash value. It does, but it gives you life insurance. But life insurance is primarily for what, Walter? Like during your working years, replacing yeah. that income prepared life, for, for passing away. Yeah. Life insurance, right? Yeah. So, you know, when I'm looking at the life insurance, it does work, um, you know, for lots of things. But I think for a young person who's 21, 22 years old, you know, I'm more of a dividend guy, you know, start start buying shares and start reinvesting shares, all those types of things. So we had that discussion and he came into the office and we, we went down that road. There's other things too, like income benefits, you know, the income benefits, sometimes they are very good, but sometimes they are, they're not very good. So if you buy a an annuity, for example, and you hear lifetime income, that sounds good on the, on the surface, but if you look behind the surface, you got to see just how good it is. And sometimes, or not sometimes, a lot of times people come to my office, they have this annuity with this income rider on it. And I said, when are you going to take an income from it? And they says, what do you mean? I says, well, you have this rider on here. You're, you're paying for it every year. Like sometimes it's 1% or whatever your value is. Well, I don't think I'll ever use that. Well, why is it on there then? Because it sounded good at the at the time. So you got to be aware, you know, that sometimes it sounds like it's a good idea, but in reality, it may not be working in your best interest. So you have to get in the background of it 
and then learn if it's really what you're trying to do or if it just sounds good. And then once you break down that comparison, you can start making smarter financial decisions that are in your best interest, that's going to get you to retirement possibly quicker and get you through retirement without running out of money. All these little things are a culmination of things that you know most people don't know unless you're in the financial industry, but a lot of us advisors know what's going on in the back end, and we can point those things out. Well, again, if you want to set up time to meet with Kevin for a complimentary financial review and find out where you truly stand when it comes to preparing for retirement and how to get to point B, uh, you know your next destination in your retirement preparation in an efficient way and in a way that makes sense for your particular situation, pick up the phone and give Kevin a call. You can dial 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Call that number. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick message, and Kevin will be back in touch with you to set up that time to chat. 888-885-PLAN is the number. You can also go online to insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. Just click the listen button. You can ask questions, listen to past episodes of the show, and more. More coming up on today's show. Are you concerned about what to do about your kids in retirement planning? Maybe even grandkids as well. That'll be part of our conversation coming up. We're talking college expenses, job market troubles, grandkids and special needs situations, generational wealth, and more. All on the way, so stay tuned. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area. Kevin's got about three decades of financial planning experience. Still a young man at heart, though, and that's why we're talking about candy and kids at retirement planning and all that sort of stuff on our somewhat Halloween edition of Simply Financial today. Uh, If you have kids, more often than not, they usually come up in the discussion when you're talking about your retirement plans. And so we want to spend a couple of minutes talking about some of the ways that your children um, or the children of your clients, Kevin, here end up being part of that discussion. I'm sure this this pops up pretty frequently, right? It does okay. all the time. Yep. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, if you have kids and you're in your 40s, there's a good chance they'll be in college as you're approaching retirement and maybe even in there after you've retired as well. So college expenses becomes a big part of the conversation. In these cases, Kevin, uh, why is it important to have a plan for addressing those expenses? Maybe when the kids are even younger than that, but especially if they're in college and you're trying to also retire. Well, that's a big expense, isn't it? That, yeah, you know, especially I, these days. <laughs> these days are a big expense. So if you're going into retirement, and let's say you need $50,000 of income, but you still have children in college, which we do have a couple, um, just like you said, they had kids in their 40s, um, and now all of a sudden they need an additional twenty dollars or $30,000 a year to help the kids get through college, that is could be a potential problem. You know, Because if we need it for three or four years, now all of a sudden you're talking 100000 plus. That's 100000 that we don't have to work with to get you to and through retirement. So in our planning software, the Simplicity um, plan that we do, we have something called life events. So we can calculate that and we can say, how much do you need? We can put it in whatever year you want. 
Um, and we can show that going to work and how we're going to plan for it and how we're going to get the income, what investments would make sense. If you need it next year, we don't want to put it in a mutual fund. We, you know, we're probably going to look at a bank or a money market account like that because we need to access those funds. If it's five or six years down the road, it's going to be a different conversation because maybe a different investment is going to make sense. But if you don't plan for that, you know, that can, that can eat you alive going into retirement because, you know, it could be a hundred, hundred thousand dollars easily. Um, by the time you know you you get your child through college and pay for those things and guess what Walter once they get out of college it's not an automatic uh, I'm done paying in most cases you're still helping out with cell phones maybe transitioning to a new city to um, you know apartment or whatever it is those types of planning we do in our office and, and we'll put them in what's called a life event so we can plan for them be prepared for them be ready for them. Yeah, it's a great point, and uh, that's why it's so important to make sure that you're addressing college expenses as part of any uh, financial and retirement plan if you've got those kids and that situation kind of hits home for you. All right, let's talk about trouble with the job market. A lot of retirees and pre-retirees are finding that their kids are struggling to find solid jobs after finishing school. Sometimes that journey is short, but more and more these days, it seems like a long journey to gainful employment. That often means they end up living at home well into their 20s and staying on the payroll in various ways, uh, maybe depending on mom and dad for help with their expenses like cell phone bills, health insurance, car insurance, those kinds of things. That, that's taking money out of mom and dad's pocket that should be typically saved for retirement by that point. Yeah, if, if you think back, Walter, you know, just this current generation seems to have that problem, but past generations, not so much. So this is something new that us advisors have to sit down and we have to plan for. Because the health insurance, the car insurance, the cell phone bills, you know, getting them up and running. Like you say, I have clients who have kids that are at home closing in on 30 up. So that's, that can be a big expense. Again, you have to plan for it. We have to put that into your plan. If you think you need X amount of dollars for retirement, and then we need to take out another 5 10% for the children, it has to be planned for it. Don't go into retirement you know, thinking it'll be okay, going to retirement, knowing it'll be okay. And that's where we don't assume in that planning software we, we're going to solve and we're going to come up with a number. And then that, that gives people the confidence. Oh, yeah, I can handle this or I can't handle this and we have a, a client right now who's going through that exact situation you know one of the children has some health problems and you know has as smart as a whip has a good degree but for health problems can't really hold on to a job or can't get in past the interviewer because they know about that health problems so mom and dad are still helping out as much as they can and we sat down we did that planning process how much more a year do you think you need to help out that child so we put that in the plan. All right, here's how we're going to go about it. Here's what we can do. So we started with one number. I says, I don't think that's going to work for you. You know, it, it, it's a high number and you're, we're probably going to run into trouble later on in life. So they said, what number will work? So we figured that out and then we came up with a plan to fund that. And hopefully, the, you know, they get that health uh, situation under control so the daughter can go out and get a steady job. But uh, for the meantime, we, we've got an additional probably 1500 to $2,000 a month that we have to come up with on top of their retirement plan. And that came out of the blue. So, you know, you, sometimes you can't plan for it because it comes out of the blue, but sometimes if you know it's there, you have to plan for it to make sure that it's not gonna cause you problems also. 
Yeah, got to have those tough conversations of when is, uh, you know, kind of cutting things off going to help the whole family and uh, let the tough love pieces and everybody's going to be different where they fall on that line of thinking. But yeah, yeah. at least have that conversation and make sure that you're not putting your own retirement, um, you know, in peril because of uh, supporting, you know, the kids too much at that point in life. It can be a, a delicate balance there, like with many of these things. Yeah, because if you're retirement's in peril that means you're not going to be able to help the kids out down the road either so yeah it's a a double-edged sword yeah yep great point all right let's talk about grandkids uh this will apply to a lot of people listening to today of course for many people grandkids come along right as they're heading into retirement and somewhere in that time frame and so with grandkids sometimes comes a desire to do big family vacations grandma and grandpa often want to treat everybody and pay for everything they might want to help with starting a college fund providing child care lots of other things we, we all know grandparents want to go above and beyond for those grandkids. Sometimes the financial impact of doing that for many, many years is overlooked. Well, it is. Um, I'll give you a great example. We just had a call from one of my favorite clients. And she wants $15,000 because she's taking the family on a cruise. I thought that was great because she can afford it. You know, we plan for it and, and those types of things. You're right. Grandparents and uh, tend to spoil grandkids because they can send them home to mom and dad. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we, we, we do all kinds of these things. Uh, I'll give you an example. When we have an, I have a new niece, nephew, my goddaughter, before they're even one year old, I set up a fund for them. Now, that wasn't necessarily a college fund because some of them may not go to college, but we made mom and dad the owners of it, and then we told the relatives, you know, you can put money into this fund in lieu of birthday or Christmas and, you know, other things that you're going to do, and then you get the kids involved. The fun part is when we get grandparents bringing their grandkids in, and then the grandkids get a peek at how much the grandparents save. Sometimes, I should say most of the time, it really gets the grandkids going to want to save. It's a, it's a good jump start for them. So that's one of the bigger ways that I see grandparents helping their grandkids is, hey, come on into the office. I'm going to show, I'm going to sit down with Kevin. I'm going to show you what we're doing and how we got there. And I'd like to see you start early enough so you don't have to work as long as I did. And that really is fun, fun, fun for me to sit down and watch the kids' eyes light up as they see that kind of money, that potential that they could have going down the road, and then also the money the grandparents have saved and how they did it. And it starts them good. I mean, if I think if most grandparents sat down and did something similar to that, we'd have a lot more grandkids that would be more financial stable uh, going into retirement. No kidding. Uh, we've told the story before on the show. My grandmother uh, always, you know, never bought us traditional gifts growing up. You know, it was, you know, 10 shares of, of Hershey or Disney or something that was still sort of fun. Uh, that was kid-like, you know, in a way, but would buy those uh, stocks for us growing up and then even started a, a Roth IRA for uh, for me as well growing up. The amounts weren't incredible at the time, but they were something that would grow throughout my childhood. And I was able to use the sale of some of that stock to buy my first house back in, yeah. you know, 2000, uh, I guess that would have been 2012. So, you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's really cool. And so you- Grandma helped with that down payment through her gifts over the years versus it being spent on, you know, candy. And that proves my point, right? You've got a great story now. You're always going to remember your grandmother for that. 
They taught you about stocks at a young age. Yep. It, just, it, it goes right down the line. Yes, that's a great thing to do. And now, now I play a financial advisor on the radio with uh, with with a real one like you, Kevin. So there you there go. You go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, special needs situations. This is big for families who have special needs children. The challenges are really different and really unique compared to kind of everything else that we've talked about so far because those kids become adults, but those kids are going to – it's not like kids who stay on the payroll because they're having trouble getting a job and there needs to be maybe some tough love there and that conversation. There's not another option a lot of the times when it comes to a child with special needs who becomes an adult with special needs. They may need to live at home indefinitely or may need that financial support from the parents for the rest of their lives. And this is big, Kevin, need that support even after the parents are gone. So this has a whole big mix of considerations all the way from thinking about estate planning, but also planning in the current as well. Well, the special needs, what are we talking about? You know, this is children that cannot work and, you know, have some mental disabilities or other disabilities. You know, I have several, several people with special needs children. So, I'm thinking at the top of my head now. There's three that I can think of right now that are still living at home. They're 40 and older because they have to. They cannot live on on their on their own. So the the big question is that's fine as long as mom and dad are living. You just alluded to that, Walter. But what happens when mom and dad are gone? That's where the planning comes in because that child is still going to need to live somewhere. Still going to need food. Still going to need all the necessities of life. So this is where the planning comes in. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we have an attorney in our office that will refer you to. And you, sometimes you'll get what's called a special needs trust. So when you're gone, this trust is set up to make sure that that child has enough income. People looking over that child to make sure that they're getting what they need, you know, to get, to get through just life. And sometimes they'll be on a Social Security disability. And if you don't, if you just flat out leave them assets it could social security could eliminate that and say because they have enough assets you have to reapply for it so it's a very very tricky situation as far as special needs go you know i have family members that uh, you know work a few hours a week um you know uh, because they 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 want to get out but they can't work 40 hours a week and one's come to mind because he has you know he's in a wheelchair so those things come about and we plan for those i don't plan for them here personally as far as the trust and and the legal paperwork will get you involved with somebody but we can plan from it from an income standpoint when you're gone there's still going to be need income for that child and that's where we come and we'll do those you know life events and those types of things that we talked about earlier to make sure we have enough income set aside and, and and how we're going to generate income from that investment for that child. Lots of lots of planning that needs to go in for that because when you're gone, who's going to take over? Who's going to make sure your child is still doing what they want? So that needs lots of planning. Great points all across the board, Kevin. All right, last but not least, we'll talk about generational wealth. For families who want to be intentional about creating that financial legacy where maybe the needs be a uh, there, there needs to be a substantial discussion often about what the uh, what that looks like and uh, how to do it tax efficiently this gets us into that uh, not only estate planning but really how do we build generational wealth and so this moves us into kind of a, a new category of conversation when thinking about the children and grandkids well it does a few years ago it was a lot easier because they had something called a stretch IRA Meaning that you could, you, you, let's say you were left a million dollars in, in an IRA. Well, that IRA is fully taxable. So if the child or the beneficiaries cash it in, they owe tax on the whole entire amount. Let's say they're 30 years old and they receive this. 
Well, under the old rule, you could take out a little bit every year and just let it grow from this point forward. The new rule says, nope, that has to be liquidated over a 10-year period. So the taxes are going are, are gonna to be due. So when we're looking at like that million dollar IRA, you know, if some kids, let's say you have three kids and this is on average, uh, Walter, the youngest, the oldest one typically will save and do those things. The middle one will do a little bit and the younger one, now I'm not saying it happens to all families, but the younger one is gone before you're in the grave. I've noticed that over my 30 some years that that typically happens. So if you have a situation like that, you may need to trust. If you want that younger one in this case, you know, to hold on to that money a little bit longer, well, there's got to be some planning that needs to be done. So you, you can stipulate what, you know, what each child gets or how much they want it, to, you know, to come out. Maybe you allow this one child to take it out at once and this one over 10 years. All those discussions need to happen. And the other thing you mentioned was tax efficient. You know, if you have a million dollar IRA, it's 100% taxable. There's some ways to plan for that while you're still here. Life insurance, you know, will maybe offset the taxes that are, that are due on that. Um, you could maybe leave the IRA to a charity, um, no taxes there. Buy life insurance to replace that million, no taxes there. So you have a zero sum tax event when you're gone with that uh, million dollar IRA. Lots of stuff that could go on for generations, especially if you use the life insurance aspect of it to plan for. So if you're in that situation, you know, just don't leave it to chance that, you know, if, if you're worried, you know, it's not going to be done the way you want. Don't leave it to chance. Start that planning process. Sit down with an attorney. Sit down with an advisor and work through this and get it to the situation. Get it to the conclusion that you want to see happen. And and just don't, you know, hope it happens. Just, you know, make sure that you, you do the proper planning for that. All great points there, Kevin. So if you have questions in addition to what we've talked about here today about how to plan for uh, retirement with the kids in mind and those various different situations that pop up and that you need to be thinking about, don't hesitate to reach out and ask those questions to Kevin. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. You can also find out more information about Kevin online at insightfolios.com, insightfolios.com. Dot com. Click the listen button. You can ask a question that way. Listen to past episodes of the show and more. Insightfolios.com. More to come on today's show. We want to get a listener question in before we wrap up for the week, and we'll get to know Kevin a little bit better next as well. So stay tuned. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. All right, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Kevin, what's the best book you've read in the past five years? Well, I, as you know, Walter, I do a lot of Audible, so I listen to books yeah. constantly. And the one book that really stands out right now is called, it's, it's um, Green Lights, I couldn't remember the name, by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, the, the McConaughey book, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's got like 300,000 five-star reviews, and wow. there's a reason for it, because he's a great storyteller, especially... If you listen to it on Audible like I did. I've listened to the book, and I'm not exaggerating, Walter, probably four or five times. Really? Wow. And um, just because of what, you know, he started from nothing and his journey, and he's got some funny stories and how he thinks, and it was just, it was just kept me spellbound. I bought it for a couple of people, and they did the same thing. They've they've listened to it two or three times and uh, read it two or three times, and but uh, that sticks right out there for me. Right now, I'm on a book called Endurance. Endurance, okay. Yeah, the the ship Endurance Shackleton went down in Antarctic, 
you know, he got frozen and that whole thing. That's starting a good book too. Wow. And and I read them in personal memoirs, you Ulysses Grant. And there's all kinds of things I've done lately, but uh, green lights stick right out for me. So. Very cool. Well, that's good to know. I'll throw out a recommendation. Uh, Project Hail Mary, my favorite of the past five years. Really, really good. Uh, did you ever see The Martian, the movie, or, or read that book? No. Okay. It's by the same guy who did The Martian. Um, it's really, really good. It's it's science fiction, but it's like realistic science fiction. So we're not talking like Star Trek, Star Wars kind of science fiction, but like, you know, uh, slightly into the future, what could be a realistic thing that, you know, someone would have to go do out in space. And uh, basically this guy wakes up and he's the only one that survived on the spaceship and he has no idea he has amnesia he has no idea how he ended up on the spaceship but he's basically on this mission to save earth and then it's all about like what happens as he's trying to both figure out why he's there and also trying to solve the actual problem that's threatening earth out in space so it's pretty cool mm-hmm. one of the best books i've ever read just i just really enjoyed it the audible version of it too without giving too much away has like kind of a cool element to it that i don't know I need to go look at the book version to see like how they handle it because it's it's actually like they use some audio to get the point across. Again, I can't say much more without giving some more of it away, but it made the audible version even cooler having that element to it. So, so you're more of a science fiction guy. Aren't well, you? I'll, I'll read the occasional science fiction. Yeah, yeah I like I like yeah. space uh, exploration and things like that. So, but I, I like the realistic it. stuff. I'm not big into you know. The stuff that's like, oh, 8,000 years into the future, this is, you know, we're all riding around in in, in space and And hopping from star to star and, you know, new civilizations and that kind of thing. I'm I'm more like on the cusp of discovery kind of realism. So, yeah. And check that's it out where you like that's where i'll have to check it out yeah so. i read other other styles too but that's that's definitely probably my favorite i get most excited about books like that so hmm. anyway that one was excellent really well done and uh, i highly recommend it so he, even uh, my dad's not a big sci-fi guy and even he really enjoyed it and he reads like hundreds of books a year and he was he oh. was he was really into it so what was the name again project hail mary Hail Mary. Okay, I'll remember. Hail that. Mary, um, and especially since you like Audible, check that version out. You'll yep. you'll enjoy it. It goes really fast. It's really good. So there you go. Some book recommendations for you on today's show. Hey, do you have a book recommendation for us? We'd love to hear about it. Call and uh, let us know. 888-885-PLAN is the number. Kevin and I are always looking for new recommendations. 888-885-PLAN is the number. All right, we'll answer a listener question coming up next. Stay tuned. Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one-half AT squared. But it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. Almost time to wrap up for the week here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. But before we do, we've got one listener question we want to squeeze in here. This one comes to us from Brad. Brad says, I have an HSA plan available through my new job. I've never had one before. Is it worth putting money into? It's a good question, Brad. And I think HSA, what does that stand for? Health savings account for you, for everybody out there that's not familiar with that term. And I think it is a good idea because as we get older, uh, 
you can use those health savings accounts tax-free for medical benefits. And as we get older, we know we're going to be going to the doctor more. We're going to have you know more ailments typically, those types of things. So you can extract money from that, maybe to um, you know pay your deductibles or pay um, you know certain doctor visits, those types of things, and it's tax free in most cases. So yes, Brad, if I was you, I'd look at it, put a certain percentage in there. Um, don't forget about your 401k too. Make sure you go into that. But I think those HSA plans, I've seen it help clients many, many, many times, especially after they retire and they they say they retire at 62 and they're not going to get Medicare till 65. So that, that age, those three years, it really comes in handy. So I would, um, without looking at your personal situation, I like HSA plans. And if you got further questions, come on in, we'll go, we'll dive into it and we'll show you how they work. Very good. Great question, Brad. Yeah, if you have any questions, it might be something simple like that. Hey, I've got an HSA plan. What do I do? Maybe that's what sparks the conversation. Maybe that's how you begin your journey and your conversation about planning for retirement. Often it begins that way with a simple question, and then it broadens into making sure that you have a full, realistic financial plan for your future. And so if you'd like to talk to Kevin about something like that that might be on your mind, don't hesitate to reach out. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-PLAN. Or you can go online to insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. And uh, you can have that conversation with Kevin. Come on into the office during the week as well or give a call to the office whenever it's convenient for you. They'll set up that time to chat and uh, go through your planning process. Kevin, thanks for all your help on the show this week. Hope you enjoy uh, your Halloween here in a couple of days. And uh, we'll chat again next week. Let's see if we both can stay out of the water for a week. Let's stay out of the water. Let's stay out of eating too much candy as well. Let's try and keep that under control, my friend. And uh, yeah, we'll see each other happy and healthy again a week from today. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Happy Halloween. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.